Hey everybody, I am Yvette Nicole Brown and welcome to this panel featuring the cast and creators behind one of my favorite shows, the Emmy winning in seven categories, Ted Lasso. In case you were wondering, last year this show set a record for the most Emmy nominations for a freshman comedy series in television history. That number, by the way, is 20. They got 20 Emmy nominations along with their seven wins. A smattering of those winners are in this Zoom right now. Ted Lasso also won the Producers Guild of America Danny Thomas Award for Outstanding Producer of Episodic Television, a slew of Screen Actors Guild Awards, AFI dubbed the series the TV Program of the Year for both of its first two seasons, and they swept the Critics' Choice Awards two years in a row. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of accolades, but you all get the point. This show is well-made, well-acted, and beloved, which is surely not news to any of you watching. Let's meet some of the wonderful creatives behind Ted Lasso. Up first, executive producer, writer, and Coach Beard himself, Brendan Hunt. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Ben. Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to see you, babe. Next, writer, resident rascal and dear friend of mine. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere, playing Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein. Hey, honey. Hello, my love. Next, she is fierce. She is gorgeous. She, along with Brett Goldstein, is an Emmy winner, and she can sing her face off. She plays the fabulous Rebecca Welton, Hannah Waddingham. Hello, Hello, beautiful woman. Next, the one you love to hate until this season showed you why he's the Jamie Tart he is, the handsome and talented Phil Dunster. Hi, pumpkin. You. <laughs> <laughs> Next, he took us for the ride only a ridiculously talented actor could. You rooted for him, then you yelled at the screen watching him be dastardly. As I'll say it, the new villain, Nate, the great Shelly. He's Nick Muhammad. Hey, hey Nick. How are you? I'm good, honey. Next, she was the one who helped them all figure out their stuff in the most delightful way. Welcome the beautiful talent who brought Dr. Sharon Fieldstone to life, Sarah Niles. Hi, honey. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Next, he made a swoon in a thousand different ways. He plays the principled Mr. Wonderful Sam Obasanya. Toheed Jim. Oh, hey! And next... To him, football is life, and his smile and palpable joy is life to all of us. Danny Rojas himself, played by Cristo Fernandez. Hey. hey. Thank you, man. And last but not least, he makes the mysteriously cool Isaac McAdoo so much fun to watch. He is Cola Bokini. Hi, honey. <laughs> so nice to see you all. Welcome, everybody. Now, I want to start with Brendan. Put your writer hat on, please. Um, how do you guys design a season? Do you... There, he's putting it on. Do you pick the themes you want to touch on, be it the gift of kindness, mental health, fathers, before you begin, or does it all unfold as you're all together writing? Oh, gosh, I guess a, a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain things um, on certain characters' arcs that we've kind of pictured from the beginning, mm -hmm. um, and we're, we're, we're serving those. But, you know, uh, a lot of us come from an improv background, and in improv, so much of, of the notion is, hey, hey, what's the first idea that comes out? Mm -hmm. And, you know... The, uh, the worst idea with the most support is better than the best idea with the least support. So um, we just kind of, we keep taking, you know, where did the show start? Um, and we kind of keep going from there. Like the show, a lot of things the show started with are the things we're still exploring. So like, yeah, we had a lot of look at mental health this season, but mm -hmm. well, we were kind of setting that up before, even if we didn't always know that for sure. And there's a lot of stuff about bad dads and that's been happening from the beginning uh, yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, I, I guess all we're all we're really trying to do is, you know, we focus on the stuff that's already there, and try to to use that as as thoroughly as we possibly can. 
um, as opposed to bringing in anything external, particularly mm-hmm. um, that we're trying to trying to serve. Yeah, Ho- hopefully everything we, we hit is stuff that we've already planted one way or another. Plant the seeds. Thank you, Brett. Um, what is the most challenging part of bringing Roy to life? Is it the voice? Is it splitting time like Brendan in front of the camera and in the writer's room or something else? Uh, I, I, honestly, honestly, the most challenging part of playing Roy is not laughing, is not smiling. <laughs> that is it. Because the smile, the smile sort of ruins it unless it's a very well-placed one. Mm-hmm. And that is genuinely the hardest part, is playing a character who probably doesn't smile much around all these funny Fs. and it's it's probably hard for you because you smile so much in real life like this is you are a ball of joy people may not know that but you actually are you're delightful so it has to be even harder for that reason yeah 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 it's really hard because i'm so fucking delightful (laughs) it's really hard actually (laughs) yes hey phil um, after meeting his horrible father, I feel like we all understand why Jamie Tart is Jamie Tart. In what ways has your portrayal of him changed after you learned how horrific his dad is? Huh. Um, I think that it, I think that the, the sort of general, this is how we're doing him stayed the same, but oh, I think okay. in terms of how we, how I approached it, I you, you always want to like be able to justify your character's mm-hmm. you know actions and thoughts and as you as you know and and it doesn't matter how horrible they are uh you want to sort of get a finger hold in that and i think when i i mean i, I knew that this is sort of the general direction it's going but but once i read the script mm-hmm. it then for me felt a lot it all clicked into place mm-hmm. uh and i think that you know it would then seem um uh, it sort of, uh, it wouldn't seem genuine to to then suddenly play him as this like sweet soft guy because he's got a horrible dad. Mm-hmm. He still is who he is because of where he's come from. Right. But now we understand where he's come from. We, I let the audience hopefully go, oh wow, that's really that's really hard for him. But I think as soon as he starts playing that, it then loses any of the point. So I think hopefully it hasn't changed too much. But we just. He is who he is, but slightly, you know, just a, a more progressed version of like a less douchey, toxic <laughs> sort of version, hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a different hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, I want to transition to Nate for this next question because we, you know, listen. In season one, yours was the character everybody rooted for. We like all wanted Nate to win. And that is a testament, as I said earlier, to your acting ability. You showed every color as you transitioned from shy and unsure to accomplished. Was it like whiplash to spin all the way to the other side and become season <laughs> two villain of sorts? And not to be indelicate, but you, you spit into a mirror three times last season at pivotal <laughs> points. But Nate, now was that a choice you made or was it scripted? And what was it supposed to signify? It's not, it's very much scripted i should check with brendan like what because i remember either you or jason explained the origin of that but was it someone you saw you saw someone do that to psych themselves up? um uh jason once witnessed someone um giving himself a uh some kind of pep talk uh in an athletic sitting into into a mirror and saying some along the lines of like i'm fucking brendan hunt <laughs> um and wow. he's chosen to immortalize that uh or yeah. really you have quite quite beautifully well, well, so, so yes, so it absolutely wasn't a, a choice. It was very, very much scripted. But in terms of um, it, uh, 
you know, tra transitioning into the villain, um, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I genuinely found it tricky because I, I felt that I'd found a, a kind of sweet spot for Nate in season one, which was mm -hmm. this kind of awkward, you know, quite funny guy. But um, there were decidedly, you know, less jokes or less moments for humour for Nate in season mm -hmm. two. So it definitely became more, you know, just genuinely more of a, more of a challenge for me to, to, to act that. Yeah, and it's not easy to do. I think people watching might think, oh, he's an actor. It's, it is not easy to play someone that lovable and then switch it where people really, really hate you at the point. I, I love you as a man, but I hate Nate right now. I just hate him. I was surprised at the level of hate, but... Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm nice. I don't know. Um, Cola. Hi, Cola. Certainly, you're right, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get So you have been a part of this wonderful ensemble and your Isaac is lovable, but a bit mysterious. What was it like getting to show a bit more of him this season? In your opinion, what makes him such a fan favorite? Because he is a fan favorite. Personally, love him. Go. Yeah, um, um, it was great. You know, um, everyone else, you know, does so good that I don't even really do much. Isaac doesn't really talk much. Everyone just lets, lets everyone else talk. <laughs> you know, kind of, it's kind of digesting. You know, the room. You know, <laughs> so um, um, I mean, like, it's great to work with. You know, to Eve, who's laughing at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, as in season two, like to see a little more side of him, like an onion. You know, just peeling back a layer by layer, mm -hmm. in what you can get. I don't even like onions, but you know, <laughs> an energy. But um, yeah, it was great. I loved it a bit, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but this you is might not thing. like onions, but you do like metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing too. Like it takes a lot for people to look to your part of the screen if you're not saying something, right? There's a certain presence that you have, whether you had lines or not, people's eyes went to you. And so that means you were giving them something to look at, which is part of acting as well. So I just think it's great. So there we go. Um, yes, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Pumpkin. Um, Rebecca found love this year. She went through a difficult loss and she chose her own healing throughout it all. What was this journey like for you as an Emmy winning performer? As an mm. as, as Emmy, yeah. Emmy, Emmy winning. <laughs> um, uh, I actually found, if I'm perfectly honest, the first third of filming quite difficult mm. because I so much wanted to honor the fact that I am very aware of men and women in the middle of their lives mm -hmm. being thrust into a place in their lives that they never thought they would have to find themselves or dig themselves out of. And mm -hmm. so it's quite brilliant really because I was quite uncomfortable doing all the dating app stuff mm. because it, I, I didn't want to insult anyone who's going through that and those choices and, and also the whole thing of why someone in their middle age goes mm -hmm. on to dating apps, what kind of ones they go on. So it was good. I felt it was good that I was uncomfortable doing it because then mm -hmm. that adds a little element of it for, for Rebecca. And as usual, right. mine and her lives jumble along together mm -hmm. in so many ways. That and the funeral episode, I was like, swear to God, these people have got bloody cameras in my house. <laughs> We have, we have. Crazy. <laughs> They're just your 
Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that beginning part of the season. And then I had the beautiful mm. moments with mm. my beloved Jamo there, which mm. we found hilarious and refreshing and delicious at the same time. Listen, <laughs> and then it was good for me. Go yeah. on, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, um, the the funeral stuff, which I, I didn't see coming and was the greatest thing I think, think I've ever been given to get my teeth into. Mm-hmm. That whole episode was just amazing. Um, I wanted to, we're talking about the dating apps and that part of, there's a scene and I think it might even be the first episode, first or second episode, where Keely, um, Roy and Rebecca go on this double date with this guy, John, that's totally not right. This, the don't settle for fine speech, I think, should be on billboards for everyone to see. Who wrote that? Who came up with that? Thank you for that. It is, it's masterful. Uh, we still have writers in here. So come on, uh, Brett and, and Brendan, who who did that? Who gave us that gift? I think that was Jason's speech. Is, is that, that sound right, Brett? Oh. I believe it was. I believe, uh, I can't remember what was there originally, but certainly what was finally there was, was Jason's. Oh. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He's quite good at that swooping in at the last minute. Oh, <laughs> give him give him a hug for me. That that changed my life. Um, Tahiv, hi. Hello. <laughs> um, when did you first find out that you would be a part of the most shockingly delightful romantic pairing of the season? And also. There was a great storyline this season about, yes, there she is. She's part of it too. There was a great storyline this season about making your father and your country proud. How important is, is it for you as an actor to honor your heritage whenever possible when you're playing a character? Um, uh, I'll start with the first question. I found mm-hmm. out like halfway through the first season. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, eh? it's me. It was really, I mean, as much as I, I love doing those scenes with Hannah, like it was, it was great. I thought the storyline was, um, was like a really cool twist, and it was really fun to like then explore this side of Sam because, like, mm-hmm. we went from having this like shy kid who had just come from a new, uh, come to a new country, and and he was just like trying to figure himself out in this team, and suddenly like he like gained the maturity and like gained the integrity to like kind of have the balls to like date the boss and and like be cool with it and to like like it took a lot of maturity, and so um, so yeah, like it was a fun. It was a fun, like, kind of arc to go on with that. But I love that he was more, Sam was more cool than Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And I love it that it starts, I was just saying to someone earlier, it starts in that moment in the restaurant when he goes, well, you know, we've, we've both got to eat. And she's mm-hmm. like, I am hungry. I am hungry. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I bet you were. Um, <laughs> and, the other, and the other half of the question, what was it, what's it like to, do you try to honor your heritage? I know that I do. When I'm playing something, I always try to make sure that I honor where I'm from, Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. or being a black woman. Is that something that's important to you as well? 100%. Like mm-hmm. it's, it was incredibly special to, to like get to tell those stories in season two. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to do this in the first place. And so like to get an opportunity to do this with a character like Sam was, um, was incredible. Like I got to show up for Nigeria, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Like some of like the responses and the messages that I got from people in Nigeria was like insane. Um, yeah, it, was, it was great. It was great to pull up with them. <laughs> uh, Christo, this season begins with Danny making a kick that changes things for him and the team. The first kick has disastrous results. What do you think Danny's journey was from football is life to football is also death and back to football is life? And how many times a day is your catchphrase screamed at you from passing cars? <laughs> <laughs> If I get a coin for every time they say it. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I'm very, 
very happy and grateful that, that there were new beats and new ways to explore uh, who Danny was because we saw so much in season one, uh, the positive energy and, and, and charismatic and energetic, but um, yeah, sometimes life cannot all be all the time like that. We cannot be all happy all the time, mm -hmm. smiling. Sometimes life brings us surprises and that, that will mean some um, trying of sad moments, but sometimes it, you know, in the long run, we will always understand why those things happen. And and for me, uh, it was nice to explore that and make Danny feel more of a real human being. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why yeah, football is life, football is death, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, works. Yeah. And you know, I didn't, my second rewatch, I told you guys I was up until one o'clock this morning, uh, watching all the whole season again. I didn't realize that he had rest in peace Earl on his shoe on the final kick. I was like, what was wrong with my TV the first time I watched it? I thought that was like such a great book in for, for the season yeah. um, for that. So it was really wonderful. Yeah, no, that, that's all, that's all collaboration. And, and we're so happy to have a great costume design department with Jackie. Mm -hmm. And it, we're, they're always listening to us. And I mean, in every single department, but yeah, that, that I'm happy you witnessed that. <laughs> I did. I saw it at one one a.m. Um, <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey. Um, <laughs> this. I'm so happy to be looking at your face. Like I have enjoyed oh. you so much. You have hey, no hey. idea. Um, now this season was such a love letter to therapists, and you portray Dr. Sharon Fieldstone so beautifully. It's a character that could have been a bit prickly in anyone else's hands. What did you learn about therapy by portraying her? And was it difficult not to come into the Ted Lasso charm in your scenes with Jason? Well, that one is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think one of the things was like, I can't tell you the amount of scripts that you get sent to you when you reach a certain age yes. as a woman. Mm -hmm. and you're hardly ever kind. You're hardly, yeah. and especially as a black woman mm -hmm. and you're in a professional role, no one ever says that you're kind. You That's right. You kind of got control of everything. You know, you maybe have a child, you maybe have family, maybe don't, and you're just moving through life and mm -hmm. you've got a handle on everything. You're very dry, sense of humor, all that kind mm -hmm. of things. But when I first saw that line, I, I've said it so many times, but when I first saw that line that she's really extremely good at her job and she's very kind i can't yeah. tell you it's like a gift mm -hmm. to have that so every time i just went back to the kindness the heart and there's a lot of heart and love with everybody and that was what i just kept trying to cling on to that she loves her job and she means well no matter what however it comes across that's what she and i was a little bit apprehensive like how people will take her you know like you know because there's the love for Ted is so strong. Mm -hmm. I was like, are they going to hate her? No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's out of my hands. I'm just going to do the best I can with what I've got. That's, yeah. But you know what? I think with your character, it kind of showed how Ted could come across to people that are not already in love with who he is, right? Because yeah. the way he carries himself and the, you know, him calling you doc instead of doctor. And all, what I thought that uh, Dr. Sharon did was she just had boundaries which I think is also a very healthy thing to model to people. And I love the scene where you say, when he when he's talking about the pay, you know, do you get paid? And you say, you know what, listen, I'm good at my job. And I, would you do your job for free? And does that mean you don't care? You know, so I thought was, there's a lot of little life lessons for, for everyone. Um, and I just want to give you your flowers, sis, because you were just so great oh, in this character. And thank you, Tohi, for clapping so we can see those mm -hmm. wonderful Amen. arms of your jumper. Mm -hmm. um, I'm yeah. in love with that. 
the arms of your jumper. Someone else's arms. <laughs> it was almost yeah. like little Muppet arms. You see that, Brad? Little Muppet yeah, arms came in that. and touched his face. Um, what What have you guys, what did this season bring to you all? Because as viewers, we get something from every season of Ted Lasso that I take notes and I take it with me out into the world. Is there anything in particular that each of you got from this season watching someone else work or reading a script? And you're like, oh, man, that's really deep. Anyone can get in there. Mine was 100% Nick Mohammed. Watching mm-hmm. him not not know that that was going to go so deeply that way and carrying on despite the fact that he was probably going to receive quite a yeah. lot of, you know, irritation, not abuse, but irritation and disappointment the other end of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I was literally like... <laughs> Constantly on social media, going, he's so lovely and so good. <laughs> because really I was really shocked when I, you know, being in in a scene with him, but then seeing it more on the screen, what he has achieved this mm-hmm. season, what he has achieved, absolutely outstanding. Brilliant. Just you're, take you're someone who is so lovable and and silly and self deprecating and bumbling, and and make that go like that into a almost entirely different character was just extraordinary to watch. Uh, if I may, I um, I had the the honor uh, of informing Nick um, what Nate's final um, uh, act of, of of malfeasance was going to be. Uh, I don't want to get too spoilery, but it involves uh, the believe sign. And oh. uh, here's my impression of Nick's reaction to learning what Nate would be doing to the belief sign. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I, I think I fell on the floor. We were on the pitch and you just really casually you just did a little rewrite on episode twelve and you're like, oh yeah, I think we're just gonna have Nate rip up the belief sign. I was like, what? And then, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah, for everything you said. That is ridiculously kind well, and I do you know not feel I'm worthy. I mean and it. Too, too kind, too have you seen Nick? Have you seen Nick when he's not like on um, when it, when there's not action? It's like he's just there, like, "Hey, how you doing?" And on his laptop. Oh, <laughs> on his laptop. Bit action, and he's like, and he's like, <laughs> "What is going on there? How did you transition from being yeah, the nicest person ridiculous. in the world to, you know, Nate?" <laughs> yeah, I want to give thought- you. I want to give even more flowers, Nick, because it's not just what you say or how you act. You have a physical transformation and it's not just the hair graying, but the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. And you did it kind of within scenes sometimes because you'd be giving it to Will or Colin and then Beard would catch you and you would revert back. Like it was literally, it was a masterclass in acting. And I want to make sure that everyone watching this knows that is not easy to do. It isn't what you did is not easy to do. And it was a season long arc and it's just... Oh gosh, it was so great. You, I mean, I was when I was watching it, I was just like to to have someone do that, where even in their nastiest, shittiest, self serving, twisted moments, you are still deeply feeling sorry for, for this them. Yeah, because they're spitting putrid acid. Yeah, and let me say this. Let me say this. Let me give some to Phil too, because Phil is playing. That he's he's yeah, he's doing that same thing. Like to have to. You've, you've created this charismatic character that is everyone is like, ah, oh, Jamie Tart, right? And then we find out why he's the way he is. 
everything that he did with Roy this season was amazing. Um, uh, the the love for Keely and then apologizing and then the hug with 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 uh, Roy and it's all just really really good work. You guys are mining things and going layer and layer down and this whole cast is so ridiculously talented and the writing staff gives you such good stuff to do. Like everyone is serviced. Every single person has a moment this season and last. And I, it is a joy for, for as a fan to watch. So um, if there's anything else you guys want to say, I want you to have the moment to say it, but I feel like we hit it. I think we got it in, in this Mm. little 30 minutes we got to chat. Brendan, Brendan's trousers in episode nine. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, it that's would, it that's that's the word that's really but also thank you that's that's really lovely honey you're so talented and oh, also sarah, sarah niles dubious cycling skills oh yeah. <laughs> special too Bless you. i would say um as someone involved in the the writing of beard after hours you <laughs> think you think to yourself can we ever get bored of watching Brendan Hunt dance in Hulu? And the answer is no, no never, never. never, ever. And if anything, there wasn't enough of it. And if I could go back, I'd make that sequence 25 minutes. See. <laughs> um, I, I, I would like to say point of personal privilege. I have a passport. Um, if anyone needs me to fly, um, I finished my own show. I can totally come over and just pop in for a little co-star or something. Yeah, just yeah, let me know. Yeah. Give me the person giving out the coffee, working maze. Let me work in maze. Uh, just to see. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. Yeah, stop playing with me and bring me on over there. Stop playing. <laughs> I think we all feel like competition winners all the time at this point. You know, we're all, we're all together. Like we were all together the other day. We were like, ah, yeah. so blessed. Yeah, just, yeah so we blessed. are. We are blessed. Yeah, to have a great show and then to be great people, working with great people is got to be amazing. Listen, I I know you guys have a lot to do. I'm not going to keep you any longer. I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to chat with me. And um, just want to let everybody know that both seasons of the amazing Emmy-winning Ted Lasso are streaming on Apple TV Plus right now. You don't have to wait. You can get in there and just watch them back to back like I did again. And I want to thank all of these wonderful people for taking the time. Thank you so much. I love you all. I can't wait to see season three. Thank you for bothering. It was a great event. I love you guys.